Today is Tuesday, October 8th, and our speaker is Carrie Kay. Um, and um, Carrie, I'm ready to turn the floor over to you. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Tricia. Tricia, thank you. Um, yes, my name is Carrie Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater, um, a relapse survivor, a hundred pounder. Um, I have many titles behind my name. I'm going to start this morning with the third step prayer um, so I can invite God in and let my ego go. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Um, yeah, I am perfectly imperfect, Carrie. Um, I've had a perfectly imperfect life prior to OA and now during OA, um, since I came into these rooms seven years ago at the, in the, at the age of 51, it was October 2015 that I came to these rooms. Um, and I do want to qualify briefly. I love when people qualify because, and I had um, actually um, a sponsee of mine I'm working with now. She says, gosh, when I go to those meetings, I, I just feel so different and like I don't belong because everybody looks so nice and you know and it's like oh wow oh honey you belong you belong you know um so I do want to qualify and let you know where I came from um you know now looking back I can see that I believe and I want to back up here just a minute too what I'm going to share today is my story my journey um, if I misspeak, this is my opinion on things. I'll do best to, to keep it to program, but please know this is Carrie Kay speaking, not the big book. Um, so anything that, you know, I do misspeak, I want to just say, you know, you can blame it on me. So um, this is, this is where I've come from. Um, yeah, I really do believe I was born a compulsive overeater. I was born and raised here in Iowa, still in Iowa today. Um, I remember sneaking food at a very young age. Um, mom would hide it. Um, we have, my brothers and I are all, there's four of us. We were all within five years of each other. So mom had her hands full. Um, she was home with us. I didn't have access to a lot of what I now know as my binge foods. So, um, you know, I my weight kept relatively in check for those first 10 years or so of life, 11, 12 years, um, until I got into the junior high school age and the high school age. Um, but yeah, she would have baking supplies in the freezer or hidden in drawers or whatever. And I would find them. I would always find those. I would sneak and hide them. And we had a cookie jar on the counter in uh, an old farmhouse. Um, with the pass-through window that went into the family room. And I would crawl on the floor so no one could see me that's in, in the family room. And I could lift that cookie jar lid off without a sound. Um, 
So I, you know, that is definitely not normal. I don't think to sneak and hide food. And um, yeah, I always wanted more, more than my brothers had. Um, I always wanted those second helpings, but I never got those second helpings. Um, but mainly I want to say is, you know, I had a life of love in family, especially those first 10 years. So, and, and then in the next 10 years of my life, um, there were some traumas. My parents did get divorced and remarried. Another story, another program. Um, so, uh, but, you know, there was some trauma events. There was some uh, abusive relationship. Um, there was date rape. Um, but none of that made me a compulsive overeater. None of that made me, none of life's journeys made me a compulsive overeater. What it did was really um, my disease might have hit me earlier than other people and manifested and showed in my weight earlier than, than what it, um, what might've been possible, you know, had I not had some of those events, but yeah, I, I, again, I was active in high school. I was in sports. So I, I really kept my weight in check until I could drive into the big city of Des Moines, Iowa from the country. Once I got that driver's license, um, once I had my own money, once I had more freedom, I did use those foods to squash down the feelings, to calm the feelings, to move away from the feelings, um, especially during these traumatic events. Um, and the way it was, it started to pack on, it started to pack on. So, um, I, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on what I, the programs I went to, you know, this is a relapse, a recovery from relapse. So I really want to get to that point. So I, I do want to show you, share some pictures, um, see if this will work here. Hmm. Are you guys able to see it? Okay, good. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm on two screens, so I wasn't sure. Um, so um, let's see. Hang on, folks. I'm not able to see it. So um, this screen, this picture up in the um, top left is eight years ago. No, I'm sorry. That was many years ago prior to that. This was in 2008. This is when I met my husband. And this is really where, yeah, my journey took off prior to this, but um, this is where I really, the, the diets hadn't worked anymore. This is where I was hitting what I would call my first rock bottom. Um, and the picture in the black is, I think that is the morning before my weight loss surgery in two, the January, 2009. So yeah, I was 300, over 300 pounds at my top weight. Um, and I think I was probably 270, 275 there. And I thought for sure, you know, at the age of 51, or I would have been younger at that point, but at that age, you know, um, the doctors could fix me and weight loss surgery. I had lap band surgery and I thought for sure that was going to be the answer. Um, this bottom picture is my lowest weight after weight loss surgery. That was, I would say about in 2012. So 
what's interesting about this picture is I did not get to that weight, which is about 15 to 20 pounds less than what I am now, um, by the weight loss surgery. I got there by dieting with, a, it was a competition at work because I could not lose the weight with the weight loss surgery. I did it first, but I started putting it back on. Um, so this was really a white knuckling time during my life. There was no peace and serenity. And then this, the bottom picture was in September, 2015, right before I came into Overeaters Anonymous, um, had put, I was back up to 245 pounds or so. Um, and this is me today. Um, we just had this picture taken a couple weeks ago. Um, of maintaining about 145 pound weight loss. And um, I clearly did not get there. I, I, I didn't get there myself. It's, um, I am not the solution. I tried to be the solution. I am not the solution. The steps are the solution, taking action and working the steps. So, so let's get to what happened then, what, what brought me to these rooms. And I really want to talk about, you know, those that do struggle with relapses. When I did came, come to the rooms in October 2015, um, yeah, I thought I got it. I, I got it. You know, um, I, what I got was I got a food plan. I had the sponsor. I had books that I'd never had before. And I had some meetings, so it was different than what I was used to doing. Um, and it was exciting. Um, let me back up the bus just a little bit how I got here. So after the weight loss surgery failed me um, and I continued to put the weight back on, and this was binging and hiding in the master bedroom and eating from sun up to sundown um, physically, emotionally, mentally, just traumatized by the food. I couldn't stop eating and I couldn't stop from starting. Um, every night I would go to bed just miserable and talk about, you know, I couldn't do it anymore. And it was half gallons of ice cream every day. And it was a jars of peanut butter with a cup of sugar poured in it. I mean, it was, it was just ungodly amounts in, and my husband said, you know, when he found out later on, really, truly what I was doing was um, I had a love affair. I had a love affair with food because I kept him blocked. He was, he is my best friend, but I kept him blocked out from my life, completely blocked out. It was all about the food and I didn't know how to change it. Um, so it was an October morning. I was on a Sunday morning and, and I was on in the sunroom and I was on my hands and knees crying, crying because I, yes, I wanted to lose weight, but I wanted some sanity. I just wanted to be quote normal, like other people. There was no joy in life. There was no living life. I didn't want to leave the house. It was you know, I, I never knew what I was going to be able to fit into work. The sizes changed all the time. And, and to tell people that, oh, yeah, the weight loss surgery failed. You know, they all thought it was about me and my 100 pounds soaking weight mother her whole life says, you got to have willpower. You know, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I don't have what other people have. And you're right. 
I don't have what other people have. I am not like other people. I am different. And this brings me to my story then too, is when I started, um, I thought I was different. This intellectual program, I had this book, I had this answer now, um, and I had a food plan. And so, okay, I had this this time. And I started working with a sponsor and boy, I lost that weight. It came off fast. And probably, I mean, I would say nine months into it, um, I stopped working with that sponsor. I went to meetings occasionally. I tried following my food plan, but after a while, um, you know, I, I picked up things that did not belong um, when life hit me and got in the way. And um, I, I will say I'm so grateful that the relapses I've had through these seven years have been short-lived, short-timed, uh, maybe 10 to 15 pounds put on the at the most. Um, but the one thing I will say that I'm so grateful that I continued to do was I kept coming back. I never gave up. Um, I might have taken a couple, two to three weeks that first nine month period and, and didn't go to meetings, didn't do things, um, was, was picking up more and more, but, um, you know, I really, I had, then I got fearful. Oh my gosh, here we go again. So I got another sponsor and I just kept working the program. I just kept doing it. Like I say, perfectly imperfect. Um, and, and this continued for, for quite a while. Um, because I thought I had it and I never really fully surrendered. What I understand now is, and this, this came about a year ago. So again, I was very fortunate that I didn't gain a lot of weight, but I never had food neutrality. I never had serenity um, for the first six years. Um, I had a much happier life. Oh, yes. And I did have joy. And yes, the picture behind me was in Alaska in 2019. So I did do things um, and was living life. And I felt really good. But, but truly, I was still fighting because I had not fully surrendered. And I heard that last fall when fear start, started setting in again. Um, I was doing some behaviors that was not good. I was still picking up occasionally, but yet had some control. I could muster up the willpower and get back until it, the fear got, oh, I, I just, I would hear stories. Thank God for these Zoom meetings now because I could hear stories last year. And I don't know that I ever would have heard that had it not been for Zoom and, and so many numerous stories um, that is like, oh, wow, I am still, still not working this program the way it is laid out to be worked. It's very clear. And Carrie's intellect and my own willpower was, was trying to still control it and do things my way. And, um, and I will say that I did have a relationship with power at that time. And I truly 100% believe that, first of all, God bought, brought me to this program in October 2015 because my life was ready for it at the age of 51. 
And I also believe that the imperfect part of me working the program um, is just part of my journey and what I needed to go through. Um, and, you know, he was always there for me. God was always there. I do say, you know, he, um, and I'll get a little bit more into that, but yeah, I had a really big fear last year. And what I heard was, um, it was a step one issue. I had not fully surrendered. I had not fully come to terms that I have this disease. Um, I, I, I would tell people I have this disease, but I didn't wholeheartedly believe it. Um, and I would think, yeah, I am different. I'm different than you guys. I got this. I don't have to do all this stuff, you know, that you guys, that everybody else is doing that talks about it. Um, and, you know, over time, I heard that, yeah, you're different. All right, Carrie, you're different from the normal eater. You're not different from the people in the rooms of OA. So to be food neutral, to, to live a serene, peaceful life, um, you got to do what they're doing. And now I know I'm different and I do embrace it. I do embrace it because this is a life beyond my wildest dreams I never would have had this kind of life, knowing that it, life is not all about me, that it's about others. Ooh, what a concept. 51 years, I live life about me. Um, so what, what happened is I just let go. And I love the saying, let go and let God. But also, if God's not your word, let go and let good take over. Let go and let good. Um, and today I do that. I, I breathe in the sunlight of the spirit each and every day. When I let go, when I finally um, had it happen last year, um, there's, there's um, one of my uh, step 11 things that I listen to, and it's, it's a little poem. And, you know, I let go of the committee of indecision without hesitation or worry. Um, I let go of the planning and the calculating and which books I'm gonna buy and what weight I'm gonna be at, how much I need to lose. I, I let go of all of that. I, I let go of analyzing and I'm an analyst for life living, that's what I do. I let go of all that. I just let go, you know, just like a leaf falling from the tree, just let go. Trust, have faith, let go no more control. I don't have to control anymore. And what a beautiful feeling to finally take that step one experience. Um, I got a sponsor last January um, from the OA birthday party, the LA OA birthday party. I was attending that weekend. I had just finished Kim G's six step or six week series of step one, where I really got the, the fact that Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I won. I won, you know, and I did come to peace with that in terms and fully surrendered and, um, wasn't intending on getting the sponsor again, but I was led in that direction. It's time to go through the steps again. You've fully taken step one. Let's do this. And I did it and I did it with gusto. I surrendered my agenda. 
Um, I, I just, I opened up to the infinite possibilities of really letting God control my life. Um, and, and what I do today is, well, let me, let me back up. I worked those steps. I worked them in about 11 weeks. I worked all 12 steps. Um, there were some amends I hadn't made before. So, um, I really, I made those amends and I fully cleaned house and if there are things that pop into my mind, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't do that, you know? And that's that's important about step four is, is my sponsee is heading into it now is that we, we're gonna clean house with those things that's, that pop into our mind, you know? But we're not, gonna, we're not gonna fret over it. We're not gonna spend a, a ton of time about it. We're just gonna, we're gonna do it the best we can because we got a lifetime to do this. This is a journey. My life changes all the time. So something may happen in your journey that, you know, we deal with it as it, as it happens. Um, so, yeah, I, I just worked um, all the steps and I now live in the program, taking action, living all the steps every day, um, which I didn't do before. Because I thought somehow I was different now. I am perfectly imperfect. I did wear my perfectly imperfect shirt today. Um, but what I do in my imperfect life is the one thing I do perfectly is connect with my higher power. And I have balance and I have trust and faith in my direction from power. There are sometimes I'm all in, all in program. Uh, you know, it's like I'm I'm on the phone all the time. I'm in meetings. I'm I'm leading. I'm doing things. And there's other times I'm half in. And there's other times it's like I don't. I I'm just not feeling it. You know. But when I have a connection with God or with Good or with Denali or with Mother Nature, whoever you want to call it, um, when I'm truly listening, I know the direction I need to take. I'll hear when I hear the voices in the head and the, the, the calamity taking over again, I hear God. I mean, it's very pointed to me. It's because you're not taking the time to do this. You need to call a newcomer today. You need to make those calls today. You need to lead this meeting. You need to do service. So, and I'll just say too, when I'm going through my sponsor with my sponsor this year, um, the, the two things that made the difference for me was after relapse uh, in, you know, several relapses in the course of seven years was taking the step one issue, but then building that relationship with higher power. I spent so much time this year, very open-minded, very willing, eyes wide open, looking for God moments, good moments, um, to really have a relationship with power. Um, and it took a long time. I, 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 I needed to, because God for me and my husband's an atheist 
So when he, when I say God, he knows what I'm talking about because it's this whole feeling. It is the sunlight of the spirit. It's the light and the love. And it's, it's, and it's just, it's beyond any definition and picture I can paint. Um, So I came up with um, the infinity. God is infinite. God is love. God is surrender. Um, And so I took the big step this year at the age of 58, and I got a tattoo of my God, infinity. I don't know if you can see it. Infinity, love, surrender. And it has um, a semicolon for pause. You know, my first tattoo, but it's like, this has meant so much to me that I fully committed to step one and fully committed to God. And when in, in program, you know, I, again, I'm not perfect, but it's between me and my higher power, me and my God, me and my good. You know, if I'm not doing something and if, if I'm fully tuned into power and to being led and controlled by something bigger than myself, then I'll get back on track. And that's what I do. I don't beat myself up for not being perfect because God knows that we are human and we are not perfect. He's waiting for us to say, yeah, I screwed up again. Yeah, I heard you say that. Well, I heard you say that a few times. Uh huh. He's like, well, I just was waiting for you to come crawling because I'm always here. Don't forget that. So um, it's, it's been quite a process this year to learn that. Um, and just, and then I think I'm almost done. I'm kind of probably all over the place, but the solution is in the steps. It truly is the steps in the order, in the order. And you have to take, and you have to accomplish. I say you, I fully take each step and feel it before you move on to the next. Yeah, you have to, we have to, I have to. And it's taking that action every day because when I didn't take action, when when I become complacent and I rest on my laurels, that's where I get into trouble. When I think, oh, I got this, this is all good. Um, But I take action every day in my steps 11, uh, 10, 11 and 12. And I really connect with higher power throughout the day, you know, and I look for those God moments. Um, I say that I will not mind many, many times throughout the day. I ask, where is God in this when I, my ego does take over and at work and I'm happy that I get to be home this morning, but my ego can take over. And it's when I say, where is God in this moment? Um, that I can just breathe and let it go and get back to where I'm supposed to be. Um, But yes, the recovery, the solution is the steps. There is only one solution. Um, I did not go from over 300 pounds in maintaining 145 pound weight loss. I did not do that. The doctors couldn't fix me. Um, Many times losing 80 to 100 pounds, many times in the 30 plus years prior, only to gain it back. I didn't do that. 
It wasn't until I fully surrendered and took the action and worked the steps and became be quit being me in just an isolated entity. One I'm I'm one little dot, one little speck of sand on this earth. Um, when I became one with the universe and in and seek out um, who I'm meant to spread the message to share my life with, um, the joy that I'm to spread to others and really get out of myself is where life is. And, and that's where um, my recovery has taken me today and my God has taken me today. So, you know, now um, I am food neutral. I do live a, a life happy, joyous, and free. Um, I do have a healthy fear. I still have fear, but it's a healthy fear. Um, it's not a fearful that I'm going to, you know, slip and I'm going to be back in the food. I have a healthy fear that, you know, if I don't do what I need to do, I, I will be back because I'm an addict. It's not going to go away. There's a couple of behaviors I'm doing right now that um, I, I'm been talking to God about. Um, yeah, he's, he's still like, you just still want to be one of those unruly children, don't you, Carrie? Um, so I continue to do it. One minute. Thanks, Sue. And I'm going to wrap up with that. Um, I hope that there was something today that God had me pass along to one person, at least in this room, that it'll help. But I am on this journey with you. Please reach out, text anytime. Um, today might be a little rough. I have a little doggy to pick up from after surgery yesterday she had. So, um, but I will get back to everybody. So take care. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Kendrick. Thank you for sharing that, your journey with us today. Wonderful. Um, before